Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Hi. Welcome to the Hi, Sex Nerd Sandra podcast. Before I for- totally forget to do this, because this is really important, I have to say thank you to a gentleman named Chris and the 332nd Security Forces Squadron out in Iraq who have been playing this podcast in their office as they work. Whoa. Yeah. What? And so I'm like, I have to say thank you to you guys. So thank you so much for working hard and in a very hot environment, you know, being secure and, uh, and, and listening. That really meant a lot to That's me. That's so cool. That, yeah, so. clap for that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Applause for that. Serving the country is a big deal. It really is a big deal. Yeah, it's really, it means a lot to me, and especially since I have friends who are out there too, so I was like, oh my God, you guys, you guys makes me feel closer to them. Uh, So um, tonight we're talking about something that's very important to me um, because it's a really scary subject, and it's about flirting and being charming and seducing and knowing how to make someone like you when you like them and... Because everyone has that likable part of themselves, but it often gets buried under a lot of neurotic uh, thoughts, and it's really hard to just let yourself shine. So tonight's going to be just about getting through some of those mind blocks so that we can be like the most awesome version of ourselves to people. We're going to shine tonight. Yeah, we're going to shine. Um, So I, of course, my co-host, Dave Ross, welcome to the table. And Thank a you. super fancy guest tonight. You're like an international man of mystery. Eh. <laughs> Jordan Harbinger, you speak like four languages. Oh, you that's true, yeah. teach a bunch of people how to be amazing. I went to his secret you. lair. You did. Yesterday. You were at my not so secret sleek, secret lair. It's the secret not so secret lair. Okay, well, yeah. it was like filled You made it. It was like Fight Club for being charming. <laughs> it it, it kind of is, yeah. There are definitely bunk beds involved. Yeah. Yeah, it was really Read cool. into that as much as you want. <laughs> so anyway, I'm really happy for you to be on the show tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love this. Thank you. Um, so we're going to start off the show with oh, yeah. two... <laughs> what? We're just sharing, sharing looks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't just worry about figuring it. figuring out yeah, when we're going to go out, the two of us. You I, you? I already, oh, already yeah. nailed it down. You guys missed everything. Oh, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Am I involved in this or you two? Who's dating? Just us. We're oh, dating. Us. Three of us. It's an exclusive. Oh, you two. Thing. We are. Okay. I'm gay. Did you know that? Okay. I'm not sure. Sometimes. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, you in a whole high school in Tuxedo, New York. <laughs> Only on weekends. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a weekend gay. That's what they call me. Oh, okay. It's kind of like see. the National Guard, only it's every weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just keep calling me back, you know? <laughs> You're doing something right. So I'm going to start off with just the tip. Um, and <laughs> it's the name of a bit, guys. Jeez. Get your head out of the gutter. Yeah, this is very important because this happened to me a couple of times recently. And I just need to say it. And I need you to listen and understand and remember this when this happens to you. When you approach someone that you think is kind of sexy, please blink. Please, dear God. <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. Okay, wait. Where the, wh- this? You got hit on by a guy that was just like, "Hi." <laughs> well, are you I here like alone? You. It's, um, the thing about I like your boobs. <laughs> you don't have to be creepy. And tr- okay, 
remember Silence of the Lambs? Mm. <laughs> that was... Do that. <laughs> yeah, tuck it back. <laughs> Just tuck it back and everything will fall into place. <laughs> wear a mask. Just wear a mask and kill people. That was the trick that Hannibal, the actor who played Hannibal, used one of the subtle ways to make himself even extra creepy on camera is he didn't blink. So if you want to be creepy, don't blink. But if you want to seem kind of normal and processing things at a normal rate and in the present moment, please blink. That's all I'm saying. So that's my tip for the moment. Nice. Ah, I had to get that out. I feel better. Yeah, it seemed, you seem relieved. So yeah. yeah, it really seemed like do. that really got to you. Yeah, <laughs> As oh, it should. Because I feel like I'm dying inside because I'm like so scared for my safety. Like, yeah, just, yeah the, the way to signal that you're on some sort of dangerous drug or just have a condition is to just not blink and, yeah. and not move your eyes away from somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah, kind of like right kinda now like what right you're doing, doing to me. Right yeah. Okay. I, but I blink. I can't help but blink. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, God. Yeah, I've never I'm blinked blinking How's pretend, that working out for you? Yeah, I'm blinking to pretend that you're blinking. <laughs> anyway, so, Jordan, do you have any tips I for do. Anybody? I have a tip. A lot of people slouch, and they don't really pay attention to their body language. And so we find ourselves throughout the day, especially when we're sitting on the computer all day or, like, reading or writing or doing whatever we're doing, we tend to crouch into these little balls. And so when we walk around, we end up going out to the bar with our friends, or we end up doing something in public where we look kind of like crap because we're kind of hunched over and we're all tense. So every time you walk through a door, straighten up. You know, straighten up, shake your shoulders out a little bit. And that ensures that not only are you going through doorways all day, most of the day, you're straightened up a lot. And then when you go into a place like a bar or a club or to your friend's house or to a party, you're always checking your body language. You're always straight up. And it looks really good. It looks really confident when you have an upright posture. And so if you can remember to do that, that's great, but that's kind of like remembering to do your Kegel exercises, right? You need that's to, right, we were talking about that. So if you remember to do it every time you walk through a doorway, you get it handled. Yeah, I don't know if I've actually said that on the podcast yet, but it's great to remember to uh, squeeze your PC muscles at red lights. It's just a nice way to remind, just hold it and hold it and hold it and hold it. Green light, ah, oh, relax. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah, guys, same also, as guys, remember to exercise your penis. Just uh, <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> done and done. Yeah. I know, somehow I never forget to do that. <laughs> never true. forget. Huh. <laughs> comes hey, up anytime I look all at Facebook. The time. Exercising your PC <laughs> muscles. Facebook. Yeah. Have I said this yet to you guys? Mm. Do you ha- if you exercise your PC muscles as a guy, it also helps you um, start to develop the muscles that help you uh, separate orgasm from ejaculation. So having strong PC muscles for a guy can help with that sort of thing too. So. Really interesting. So yeah, sexual I... superpowers, guys. Nice. Yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> you can do them yeah. right here. We can do them all together. Mm. Squeeze. All right, well. I'm not going to be talking much. (laughs) (laughs) That's really Um, funny. Can I say something about uh, this type of tip, uh, by the way? Sure. (laughs) For those not listening, I was pointing at my dick. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Can I say something about this type of... That was funny to me. Um, I... uh, I uh, I once once in my life one time gave a guy advice on picking up girls and maybe maybe it's more than that. There's one that I remember, <laughs> and it was it was while I worked at this radio station and this guy this kid called up who listened to my show all the time and asked me advice and I gave him advice and then he called up the next show my friend Luis ran that show and got advice from him so he tried Luis's advice on one girl and mine on another. With Luis's advice, he ended up meeting the girl and, and having a great time and sleeping with her. And my advice, she just straight slapped him in the face oh, <laughs> immediately. But what's crazy is that I don't remember, I don't know what, Lu, what Luis told him. All I told him to do was to be himself. 
It's the first mistake, man. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, so that is such stereotypical. Like that's the thing you tell people, and it doesn't really mean anything because it doesn't right. help. Saying right. be yourself just is like, but who am I? And then you just go into this. Oh, like, I should like, rape her. The problem with that advice, right, is that we don't know really what that means at all. No one does. So when someone says be yourself, you go, okay, great. I'm going to be myself. Got to go get flowers. Got to shower. Do my hair some way different that I never do. Dress in clothes that I never wear. And then do, you know, shave if I don't normally do that or grow some cool goatee thing. And then I'll go out there and I'll sell this cool stuff. That's not yourself. That's what you are trying to portray. So you're not actually being yourself when you when you try to be yourself. Sure. Right? So that's the problem. So he was oh, probably like, shower. I'm going to be myself. And then he went out there and yeah. was like, I'm a superhero. This, all this cool stuff. Yeah. And then just kind of failed, obviously. Ended up with you a sure slap in the, in the grill. In the grill. In the grill. That's how we say it. It's teeth, guys. It means teeth. Right there. That's where you got slapped. That's a weird place to slap someone right on the anyway. Right on the teeth. Hurts yeah. a lot. It's kind of kinky. Kind of difficult. Yeah, it's different. You've got to kind of... Open your mouth so I can slap your teeth. (laughs) I'm angry at you, so open your mouth. (laughs) So, um, I know, Jordan, you run the Art of Charm. Correct. And I did see the bunk beds, and so you You have a six-day intensive. Right, we have a six-day intensive program where guys fly in from all over the world, and they stay at the headquarters, and they learn 50 hours plus of training. So it's like drills, exercises, stuff we do outside during the day and at night. There's some lecture and there's like interactive stuff. It's pretty intense. So do you just spend 50 hours plus t- telling them to be yourself? Yes, over and over and over <laughs> in various different ways. And how ways. to take slaps to the face. Right, right. Yeah. Slapped, teeth slapping. Because I, when I think of like a pickup artist or somebody who's really good at manipulating the ladies, right. I just immediately am like, run! Right. Yeah, sure. of course. Because those dudes are creepy and weird. Uh-huh. And, and, like, nobody wants to be, well, I shouldn't say it. Most people, most guys who think they want to be a pickup artist or something weird like that, really, they just want to be confident. So we just kind of skip that baloney and, like, get rid of all the pickup y crap. And we say, listen, why don't you just skip to the confident part where you can make friends and, like, do better business networking and meet people and attract people because of who you are and as a confident guy versus, like, oh, I sent all this really cool stuff and she totally bought it. Right? You don't need that. You want to be genuinely authentic. And if you can do that confidently at all the time, you're never going to have a problem meeting women because they're going to love that because there's such a shortage of that now. Because mm-hmm. if you ask a woman, an average woman, what she likes in a guy, that's why guys who have sisters are like, what should I do? And she's like, go get her this, a flower, like dress nice and do this and then be yourself. But that obviously isn't working. And the same woman that you might say, what do you look for in a guy? She's like, well, he has to be really nice, he has to be sweet, and he has to be funny, is probably not necessarily dating that guy most of the time. She's dating somebody who treats her like crap sometimes, and you're going, what the hell? She says she likes nice, sweet, normal guys. All of her past history says that that's not true. Mm -hmm. And that's not for every woman, obviously. I'm Mm -hmm. generalizing with a specific example here just to illustrate the point that people are really bad at saying what they look for and what they like. That's why when women say, what type of girl do you usually go for? I don't even pretend to answer that question because I have no idea. If I say, I like tall blonde girls, that might not be true 15 minutes from now. It may be just as true because I just saw a tall blonde girl and I was like, yeah, I would. So what is your market research? What have you learned about what, what works? Like, what works? What works is almost always counterintuitive. And the reason is because if it weren't, we'd all have much more effective dating lives and social lives than we do now. And I wouldn't have a job. Well, I'd have another job. (laughs) (laughs) I'd still be a lawyer or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Defending people from other people. 
Something like that. I was a finance lawyer. It's way more boring than that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Numbers. Should I, if I like a person, should I go up and be like, hey, my name's Sandra. Let's pretend I'm a man right now since that's what you've worked out with. And like, hey, I really like you. Let's go out. I mean, what's counterintuitive? Like, was that, Perfect should example. I do that? A lot of guys will think, and, and I do that. I'll showcase interest really early. But you have to do it in a really confident way. And you have to do it in a certain way where you know she's already attracted to you and then it works just fine but if you do this if if you're a say say that i go up to a girl that is not already attracted to me for some reason like i haven't demonstrated anything or she hasn't seen me before she's not really physically attracted to me at all Mm -hmm. and i go up there and i'm like wow you're you're super cute she might be like thanks a lot but that's really boring and she's heard it from a million other guys and i'm thinking what the hell i had the balls to approach this girl and tell her that i thought she was cute and she totally did not like that she didn't dig that at all and it totally you know, totally blew her off. And then one of my coaches, Johnny, who's like this rocker, rock star type guy, will go up and be like, ah, you look like trouble. What are you even doing here? And she'll be like chasing him the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. And everyone's going, what the hell was that? How come he goes up to her, says something snarky, turns his back on her, walks away, and she runs after him. Mm -hmm. And I go up there and I'm like, hi, you're really pretty. And she's like, whatever, thanks, dude. You know what I mean? How come that doesn't I totally work? understand why, though. Like, you intuitively, totally do, it totally makes sense. Right. But for I, guys, our intuition goes, really? You know, but, okay. I mean, those are extreme examples, because, like, hey, you look kind of bitchy anyway. Nice meeting you. And then, like, yeah. walk away. I mean, that's really extreme. But there's this neediness. Like, females, I'm totally going to generalize, and I'm totally mm. an asshole for doing that. But mm. there's a certain, like, like, I'm a nice person, and I like to nurture people, and I like to be giving to the people that are in my lives, friends, mm. whatever. And so when someone comes up, and I'm like, hey, uh, you're cool. And it's like, oh, God, is this the part where you need things? Like, you need me yep. to help you be a whole person? Like, because I'm yeah. really... I'm kind of not even whole I can't and if someone just is like yeah this is me you seem cool but this is me and I don't need you but if you want to hang out that's cool I'm gonna go over there like that is like oh it takes the fucking pressure off I'm like relaxed it's nice so that's why well having your ass kissed in general is just off-putting right right yeah absolutely but even and the problem is a lot of times the way that guys do it it's it's maybe true so if I if I walk up to a woman I'm like you know what you're adorable I can't be like Please like me, right? The body language, the eye contact, the vocal tonality, all that stuff subcommunicates. Either I'm needy when I say it, or it's like I just want to. If I do it and I want it to be effective, and this took like months slash years of practice, and I when we teach our students how to do it, it's it's tough. You have to teach them not to really need that, right? And the way to do that is to actually make sure that they don't. Mm-hmm. So they can't be. They have to be appreciating a woman for being adorable or cute. They can't be like, "Watch this! It's totally gonna fall for this and melt when I tell her she's cute." Can't be like that. It has to really be genuine, and that's the trick. And that's why creepy weirdo guys don't like our system because it doesn't work for them. It mm-hmm. doesn't work if you don't mean it. And they're like, "Oh, but I was totally looking for the level three magic spell that's gonna make my life awesome." <laughs> And we don't have that. We have, like, a long path of work ahead of you to make you more charismatic, and we'll mm-hmm. give it to you, but you have to want to do it for the right reasons, or it's just totally not even going to work. I got to say, it's really nice to hear uh, that creepy weirdo guys, <laughs> whom I hate, uh, don't like your system. Because, because if I'm being honest, like, someone like me, or I'll just talk from my perspective. I, you know, uh, who is, I'm awkward all the time, not in, with a microphone in front of me, which is ironic, uh, but I, when well, luck, actually yeah. I am. Yes, less, I am. Less than, <laughs> than 50,000 people are listening. You're just like, wow, this is weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, ugh, how do I do? Yeah, fifty thousand. Uh, I do. Uh, show. There's a number. Yeah, yeah, fifty thousand people come to every hey comedy guys. show I run. Uh, how am I broke? Um, <laughs> Blame but, the marketer. What's that? Blame the marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah my marketing guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> um, so I guess what I'm saying is like. Any of this type of thing, like a system for getting better at hitting on girls or, or getting girls to like you, seem like just seems when it's presented to me as like douchey, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to I don't know how to describe that because because I, I, I don't think it's fair because you're a perfectly good guy and you seem nice as far as you know yeah yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> but like so I guess I'm saying it's nice to hear that the creepy thing is distant from you and I'm curious like what the basics of your system are because the idea of a system for hitting on girls seems kind of weird to me. Totally. And and let me just clarify, it's not really a system for hitting on girls. It's a system for becoming more confident, okay. more charismatic and being able to put your best foot forward in a way where you're like, "You know what? This isn't an aspect of my personality that maybe I like or maybe I'm a little overweight or maybe I'm this or that, but I just don't care anymore because I bring value to people that I'm around. Okay. And if you can feel that way, then you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be Brad Pitt to get girls. And the, way, the reason we teach it in, through the lens of meeting and attracting women is because if I told you, Dave Ross, like, hey, man, I want to teach you how to be more outgoing and network for business better and meet a lot more people, you'd be like, yeah, I'm kind of busy right now. But if I'm like, and it'll get you chicks, you're like, wait, hold on. Can you – I need to get my notebook out. You know, and if my show is just about if like the show that we run at the Art of Charm, which is called one of our shows is called AJ and Jordan Talk Chicks, not the ideal name because it's not just about that. But if it was called How to Be More Outgoing and Popular, people would be like, go fuck yourself, right? They wouldn't care. They I would, would actually care. love that. You would, yeah. Lo- yeah. <laughs> that sounds really nice. Yeah. So no one wants to hear that. Guys are looking for a short, a shortcut, short answer. So we have to give them what they. We have to sort of sell them even though it's free we have to sell them what they they think they want and then right. give them what they need once they get in the door obviously these skills are important for life like it's not just like this is life and then over here is meeting people that i want to put my genitals on right. like it's not like a separate category <laughs> these skills are everywhere you know oh <laughs> uh, i'm out i'm out i'm done that one girl i want to put, put my gen- genitals on you on you just, just lay them gently on, yeah, on top. Like on your, on yes. your elbow? Just right. Yeah. Just, what is that? Oh, that's your nutsack. Okay. I was wondering what that was on my arm. Oh, you've seen Avatar. Okay. Oh. I just imagined this guy you met the other day, this like unblinking monster. Like, I want to put my genitals on you. <laughs> it kind of felt like that, in, just in the eyes, just right yeah. there. Like it was definitely... Yeah, and it was a BDSM type situation, so there was definitely a little bit more of like a dark like atmosphere, and so it's even more intense sure. when like you're like, oh, I'm just here to when learn, the guy. Tied up, not blinking. <laughs> it's like you, you me, and tomorrow? rope never happening. This is yeah. not going to oh, happen so ever. <laughs> uh, Way outside my comfort zone, those things are those, those BDSM <laughs> things. I totally like. Don't really, I don't really know like how in your experience there it seems really creepy but the people I meet at those things always seem really nice oh yeah there's so totally it seems nice. like really it's that talk about counterintuitive it's like dungeony and there's leather and whips and chains and stuff and everyone's like oh hey man welcome and you're like what <laughs> yeah. is, this, is this a trick <laughs> yeah. if I go in the basement is everyone still gonna be nice <laughs> right <laughs> oh man that's great if I go into the if I go into the basement is everyone gonna be nice I think that in literally every house I'm in <laughs> Oh my 
God. Yeah, this is great on the second floor, but... Oh. Mm. That is terrifying. Um, so here's... Okay, here's the thing. In in the the hard, difficult situation of males wanting to meet and attract females, those males, like yourselves, gentlemen, might sometimes be hit on by other men. What's that like? True. I mean, besides just like maybe you're like, oh, uh, this is not my orientation. I feel weird about that. But like, are guys hitting on you? Does that seem... I mean, I guess the guys hit on you once yeah. in a while. Like, that happens. This yeah. is Hollywood. But like, are they like, hey, I want to put my genitals on you? Or what? Sometimes. You, like, is it creepy? It, it can be creepy, but it can be... I mean, it can be creepy in the exact same way that, that girls hitting on you can be creepy, you know? I mean, a creepy what? person's a creepy person. Yeah, I suppose. I, I mean, usually... There's probably two different types. One, a guy hitting on you and you don't even know it because he's not creepy and you just figure this guy's really friendly at yeah. the grocery store. <laughs> and then there's the guy who's all like kind of gropey and grabby and you're like, wow, this is how girls feel when they're in clubs. Exactly. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 Girls do this move, and girls know this. I feel like intuitively, Some they do. do this. They do this move where you're hanging out, and the girl she just is near you for a while, and then that's like your your cue as a guy to t- turn around and say something. Girls do this at bars all the time. They'll like hang out near you at the bar. Or they'll go and squeeze between you and your friend to get a drink, even though there's four feet of space on the other side. Or they just hang around near you at a club. Girls do that a lot, and that's that's an approach imitation for a guy to actually make a move. Guys, we're so dense, we don't even notice that ever, so it doesn't work. Okay. Okay, so female signals. Female signals that they might be interested. Hair flipping. Whereas I have a lot of hair, and it's the first time I've had hair in a long time, so I'm doing a lot of hair flipping. And then it makes me feel like I'm inadvertently flirting when really I just can't handle my hair. So then I'm like, oh, I can't throw out those signals. And I'm just like, ah, oh, but I want to touch my hair. Tell me about so, it. Uh, but, I totally thought you were into me for a minute. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry, just a lot of hair. Um, but like angling your body sideways to a guy and like arching your back and kind of just showing off your curves, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, like... Stuff like that, like when it's so obviously, like, why are you reaching between me and my friend to get a drink when there is all this space? Guys are so dense, we don't notice any of that. Right. Honestly, like, I gr- don't gr- any of girls can, I had a girl spill water on me, and my friends were like, that girl is, th- these female friends of mine were like, dude, really? That girl wants to talk to you so bad. I'm like, whatever, she just spilled water on me. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> What's her problem? Yeah, it's like they want. Walk to get much? Your... You know, like. <laughs> Get out of here. Walk much. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. But it's, it's hey, like, walk much. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Way to spill water, perfectly clean water on my white shirt that doesn't show any, any damage whatsoever. Get out of here. So these are signs. Why are you gently, <laughs> occasionally touching me, yeah. bitch? <laughs> There's plenty of space for you to walk around me and my buddy. You don't have to get all up in my grill. Yeah, like the the breaking the barrier of body contact. That's a really good one, you know. But it's kind of weird sometimes when it's really not. Like, if I touch Dave's arm, it's like, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, and I just kind of touch his arm real quick, and I mean, Dude, that's like she's into me totally. It's just it's breaking down barriers a little bit. So even if you just want to let someone know that you're okay with them, I mean, yeah. it's just a good thing to do. Totally. But maybe not when it's the very first time you come up to them. Like, the first thing well, you're doing is touching yeah, them. You, That's you shouldn't weird. touch someone to get their attention most of the time. Like, mm. you don't want to approach a woman or a guy, for that matter, and be like, bing, because then they're like, whoa, hey, it's invasion. Totally. Totally. <laughs> 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 invasion of personal and psychological space. I mean, you can 
That's why people do that really weird like double tap thing because and then they move their hand away really quick when they want to get your attention because oh, it's right. so non invasive, right? And and that's a little tr- we sort of reverse hack this when I'm trying to get by somebody in a bar or a club, I just put my hand on their back and they always <laughs> go whoa, and they're like yeah. they move away really fast because they're like what the hell, and I'm like thank you, and I just keep doing that until I get to the bathroom. Okay, so how about okay, Jordan, you decode. Oh, sorry. There's all the, we're no, I'm just by trying not to like breathe directly into the microphone. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, look, art over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I think I was hit on by a female a, f- a while ago, and I can't figure out if I was or not. So I'm at the store that I work at, at the Pleasure Chest, and it was after a class I taught, and this really beautiful woman, like, kept asking me all these questions about G-spots and things I had been talking about during the class. and I mean, just normal things, right? And then I'm talking to this other guy. That sounds like a fairly normal lunchtime okay. conversation. <laughs> this is, in my life, this is normal to be asked all these questions. But then she pulls me aside one more time, which is like, like okay, you're, you want to know many things from me. And she pulls me over to the dildo area. So we have dildos and then there's strap-ons. She's like, okay, so I have one of those. And she points at the strap-ons. And I have one of these. And I just, I don't understand, I don't know what to do with them. I don't know if they go, and I'm like, how do you spend $200 on this equipment and not know how they work together? And it almost felt like an invitation to go home and show her, but I couldn't tell. Well, I mean, if you feel that that's what was communicated, then probably it was, because subcommunication plays a large part, like the nonverbal stuff, the eye contact, vocal tonality, body language. If you pick that message up, especially being a woman, and women are 10 times more intuitive than guys are at least so if you felt that way then probably that was the communication whereas a girl could be like hey i have no one's at my house and i'm really lonely and me and david be like wow that sucks yeah, it's, <laughs> like women women do a lot of the groundwork and just sort of like insert penis here <laughs> like they like tell you all these things like oh what? yeah not doing anything later yeah. and that kind of stuff and you just have to step forward and be like well but we just don't know gonna. how to, we don't notice that and then we're like did she mean that because if she didn't i'm gonna get rejected so hard and it's gonna be awful and i'm gonna crumble that's what guys think uh, yep all the time yeah, yeah. Oh, the whole audience is Nods like, yep. of approval. For, uh, yep. for those not uh, in the room right now, every single man in the audience was like, yep, yep, yep. Always uh, feel like I'm going to get rejected. Always. And like mm-hmm. years of, of life are spent. Like the majority of men never get over that at all. And even if you practice this stuff all the time and you teach it like we do, I still get that sometimes. And I'm like, oh, man, but that's going to stink so nasty if that happens. And then I'm like, ah, I have to remind myself it doesn't matter. And you got to logically talk yourself out of it. And girls who are, are, are like, wait a minute, what is the worst thing that could happen? Because reality, in reality, nothing is really going to be that bad. But to the male ego, mm-hmm. on any given day, it's pretty disastrous. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean... I, I kind of like the technique because the creepy, what is creepy? Creepy is when you're, I like to think of it as what your behavior is, like just like how you're talking. Like you know that no matter how friendly someone is on the surface, there seems to be this undercurrent of need or interest or sort of this this secret reason they're talking to you and they, they're just not saying it. And it just feels really weird. So that juxtaposition of what they're saying and what they seem to mean underneath, mm. when they start being in, in opposition, you get this really weird, creepy vibe. And that's when it's like, I don't know if I'm safe. Right. Like, I don't know. 
Well, that women get that more than men do because you are so much more intuitive than, than guys are. And so you're reading body language and eye contact and verbal tona- vocal tonality, all those things that I mentioned earlier, so much more clearly than guys are because of the way that women have evolved to protect themselves evolutionarily, right? You have a security mindset at all times. You have to because you can't really defend yourselves and stuff like that. So you really had to evolve that, that sharpness of sense, that, that sensory acuity. So when somebody's body language says... I have an agenda and it's really creepy and possibly I'm dangerous, but they're like, so what do you do for work? You're like, whoa, something is off. There's an incongruency here and it raises major alarm bells in the female brain. Guys were were more dense. Again, we don't really pick up on most of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Would you say, because honestly, uh, me, like I, my, in this type of situation, my head is actually all day, mostly about girls. My head is always spinning. I like I overthink everything. It's ridiculous. What did that text sure. message mean? Oh God, she waited ten minutes to respond to me. She hates me. Um, it's like yeah, texting, texting Facebook and Twitter just ruined my life. Right, uh, <laughs> it's horrible. Um, so, I mean, I would like to think that at some point I'm going to reach uh, a level of intuition where I actually interpret things that well that uh, happen with me and women. But would you say from your experience, it's just a better move to shut it off, to not think about it? Because you speak about guys like they're totally dense, like we have absolutely no idea. Uh, and so the thinking about it just does nothing? Yeah. Is that, okay. usually, we just, <laughs> usually we just talk ourselves out of stuff, right? Like we, if a girl, for example, we see a girl at the grocery store, she's really cute. We either There's a few things we can think, and here's the one that we never do. I should totally go up and talk to that girl. She's probably single and she'd like me. That we don't normally tend to think as guys. The other options that are much more common are, well, she's busy, she's at the grocery store, oh, she totally doesn't want to get talked to here, oh, that'd be weird, and then, then she'd think I'm weird, and then I'd see her here again, and that would be awkward, or, oh, she's, you know what, uh, nah, she's, she's probably got a boyfriend, so, mm. you know, because she's cute, so I don't know, and I think I see a ring on her finger, so, like, oh, uh, she's probably married and has a boyfriend and is busy, so never mind. Sure. Wow, that you totally right? just nailed the entire inner monologue of what goes through someone's mind. Yeah. And certainly that's exactly what I think in the grocery store. <laughs> right? Like, and, and so you just go, then you're never going to talk to that girl because it's like the most daunting, frightening thing that you can possibly imagine at that time. You'd rather like break your own finger on purpose and have to leave than be like subjected to approaching this cute girl who's probably going to be like, oh, hi, right? In reality. But so our intuition, yeah, we can develop it and things like that. But honestly, like you said, shutting it off is probably a better move because usually as guys, we have this tendency to think in catastrophic fashion when it comes to females like there's if any little thing goes wrong it's going to be horrible and it's going to be a disaster so rather than have a bad mindset and talk yourself out of it like oh she waited 10 minutes to respond she obviously hates me you either you either realize that you can't read into it because you're bad at it or you always have to do what i call rounding up which means if there's a one percent chance that she still likes you just round it up to a hundred I like that a lot. <laughs> so, like, if a girl walked by you at a bar and you think maybe there's a 1% chance she did it because she wants you to talk to her, just round it up to 100 and give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> math, guys. Yeah. So, it's math. Finance background. What? what? Right? <laughs> He's a lawyer. <laughs> you tend to mirror people. And if, if you guys know what this concept is, it's actually... Oh, mirroring? A, it's a hypnosis concept where, like, if I do this and you move, and you move your arm up, we're now mirroring each other. But yeah, we're totally like... At oh. a very minor level, right? This is so weird. <laughs> <clears throat> with you fake mirroring me. Yeah. 
at a very minor level, women will do that in order to read the mind of somebody else. And this mm-hmm. is sort of like a spy tactic that, that secret agent types use, right? So if you think that there's some sort of danger or you wonder what somebody's up to, you can mirror them a little bit and you start to take on the same feelings as they do because it's almost a very mechanical link between the brain and the body. And what women do subconsciously is when a guy is talking to you, you start to mirror him a little bit because of the, the way that rapport is generated, mm-hmm. which includes a little bit of physical mirroring. But if you, if you, by mirroring him, start to feel anxiety or something like that at a visceral level, you go, oh, I don't like this feeling. And that anxiety is pinned onto him. So you're feeling what he's feeling. So if he's feeling, I've got this crazy agenda and I hope she doesn't find out. Uh-huh. And you start to feel that because you're feeling what he's feeling in his body. I know this sounds really woo-woo, but that's what's r- no, pulling those alarm bells for you. I constantly have to play with my body language because, especially when you're talking to people about sexuality, mm-hmm. and they can be coming on really strong. And so if someone approaches me and they're, I mean, so like the most open type of body communication is just like chest to chest, just like you're straight on facing them. Eyes open, smiling, whatever, um, leaning forward slightly. Like that's gonna be really intense when mm-hmm. someone's like telling them about telling me about their affair. It's like, whoa, you know, or like I really like it in the butt, and I'm like, ah. So I'll, so like, if yeah, you, you definitely notice, got a blink when you say yeah, that. Whoa, that would so, ease things up a lot, don't you think? Or Jeez, even in social, I really like it in the butt. <laughs> even Jeez. in social, I mean, obviously, I'm not constantly. T- I mean, I'm doing other things too in life that are not sex related. But but if I feel uncomfortable with someone I will turn my body sideways so like I will reduce I will step away from them slightly mm-hmm. and turn my body away and kind of just sort of like lean on the counter or whatever I'm on sure. and just sort of break that uh, intimacy that they're trying to create with their bodies and so right. if you notice someone slowly breaking um, like not like leaning back and kind of angling it means you're coming on too strong and these are really good signs to pay attention to to be like oh maybe i should lean back absolutely because it's totally mechanical the minute you lean back and kind of like angle your body away or mirror a little bit and it, it's just it just makes you feel less like you're being hunted yeah <laughs> and we, it's we call it helpful. closing psychological space right and that's mm-hmm. what it is really is you, if you there's an exercise we do at the art of charm boot camps we call them boot camps because of, of the association with massive life change not because we yell at you and make you do push-ups just to be clear uh, if you face another guy, like really face-to-face, close, f- totally facing one another, it's awkward and most people laugh to break the tension. But you can actually be physically touching someone shoulder-to-shoulder if mm-hmm. you're side-to-side and the tension level is so much less. Mm-hmm. So that's how we teach the concept of psychological space. And we play with that a little bit so that if you're approaching if, – if a big dude is approaching a small girl, we tell him to break a lot of the psychological space. Because if he's approaching face-on, he's looking really intimidating. Yeah. But if he approaches and he maybe talks over his shoulder a little bit, she's much more at ease because he doesn't look threatening. And we, mm-hmm. we take that concept and we extrapolate it and we go to the extreme. And so that's one of the ways that we teach guys how to sort of start flirting. Because then once you start opening up and she sees, oh, this guy's funny and playful – she'll turn and face you and then you can turn and face her and then you've got that intimacy that bridge is there but if you just walk up face to face it's like whoa hey hey buddy i don't know who you are yeah and then the alarm bells go off yeah i was um coaching this adorable sweet person who um was actually a virgin and um i was like okay so if you want to hit on me right now what would you do and and then they kind of like leaned like we're like to the side of me and then just sort of leaned over me and was like, 
it said something awkward and I was like oh my god I'm gonna die now like just the way he was like leaning at me and I'm like you seem like you're trying to stab me from an angle that I don't know you're there sure. kind of so like it just oh man I want to know what you said so bad I don't know it was Obviously. just I mean we There's worked with it a full moon tonight <laughs> But I was, and so I just I moved him to a safer spot. Like instead of twelve o'clock in front of me, he was like at a, at a like a nine thirty or a ten instead of like a. Mm. Huh. Like it was just the leaning was really. I was like, no wonder, you know. So he worked on that. It was good. Leaning yeah. is tough. Guys think, oh, we're just showing how interested and engaged we are, but really, it's like, whoa, you're invading my psychological space like crazy or physical space. Yeah, you guys are so tall. What's that? You guys are too, so tall. Oh, that too, right? So it's already, the threat's already there. So you've got to leave a little bit of a space bubble. And that's one of the reasons why we turn to the side. We call it negative body language. Because mm-hmm. instead of positive where you're fully facing someone, it's negative. And you can even turn your back on somebody. Like if someone's giving you a lot of throwback or like what I said before, you know, you walk up and you say, oh, you're so cute. And it didn't, didn't work at all. Johnny, one of our instructors, is really good at negative body language. He'll just be like, ah, oh, you're trouble. Get out of here. And he'll turn around and then boom. And they just, they're clawing at him for the rest of the Rest of the night. He's we, like reverse psychology man. Well, when our students do it, it's so funny to watch because uh-huh. we get these like really innocent Canadian dudes. They're all like super friendly and happy go lucky, and then they try negative body language, and the girls in Hollywood are just chasing them around. Aww. it's so cute. It's adorable. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's adorable. really cool and it's super effective. And you can you can even teach it. This is going to come out creepy, but I'm going to qualify it. You can even teach it to little kids <laughs> in a way. Uh, uh, one of our so uh, that's been our show. Um, <laughs> And edit, right? <laughs> Cut. One of our students, uh, his, his girlfriend has a small, I think she's like an eight or nine-year-old girl. And she was talking about who's popular in school and who's not and how this one girl's really mean to her all the time. And he said, next time you see her, go up and say hi and then just turn around and turn your back to her and just sort of walk away a little bit. So she did that and the other girl was like, wait, what are you, why are you, you can't, like didn't compute with her. So mm-hmm. then the other girl asked her to go and play. Oh, yeah. and it's like, friends. wait a minute, how are you going to reject me like that non-verbally? Let's hang <laughs> out because obviously you have something that I don't understand, some sort of value that I don't get. So it's really, it's a human thing. It's a human concept, the body language. We read this and we learn this as children and, it, and there it stays. Huh. Huh. Interesting. I'm going to, no, I'm not going to try that. Nah, you should no, t- no, I'm I'll going try. to, uh, for sure. I mean, Next time I Dave meet Ross a is little girl it. I want to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tested Whoa. and tested. <laughs> yeah. <What>? Nailed it. <laughs> I'll have to think of a situation. If I find a situation, I'll have to play with that a little bit. Because it's also fun to just to play with people and just have fun with humans interacting. Like sometimes it's just fun to, to play. Yeah, just totally. Girls playful. get away with that so much, too. Uh-huh. If you walk up to some guy who you think, maybe this guy is like out of your league or something. I don't know if your mindset works like that. Hey, but- what's up? Well, if you walk were- away. Or if you're just Whatever. like... Like, I really like your jacket, like, or whatever. You can say whatever the hell you want. You're a girl. You can do much, pretty much whatever you want. If you turn around and <laughs> you just sort of storm open. off, <laughs> it'll just, yeah, right? I just gave away, like, a massive secret. Just turn around and turn your back, back to him. You don't even have to walk away. Just turn around and start, like, texting or talking to your friend. He'll just be like, what? How's that work? Because huh, he'll be like, wait a minute. She was totally hitting on me, and then now she's not interested. I don't get it. So uh, it's funny. I guess maybe just because of my track record with life, I would immediately just be like, "Fuck that," and walk away. You, you, like, you would give up, but that's why I said a guy you think it might be out of your league because he's used to. He's when you come up, he's going to be all, "All right, let's see what's going on here." She's going to flirt with me. Cocky. It works really well with cocky people mm-hmm. because they know they think, "All right, this is just another person who's coming over trying to kiss my ass and get my attention." Mm-hmm. So if you give a little bit of that uh, curiosity and then you turn around like you don't care. 
you've generated curiosity big time. And attraction is the same thing as curiosity in the beginning. So mm-hmm. if you can make somebody curious, then boom, there it is. And the way to do that is just sort of give it and then take it away. Mm-hmm. Huh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it definitely makes sense. And also it means that you're not having to commit yourself to rejection yeah. if nothing happens. And they don't ha- they're not having to handle with, right. with their own. They can just come forward if they feel like it. You know, so it's like a nice invitation. Right. You know, it's also like hard just to make friends sometimes at parties. Totally. Like LA is a really weird place, especially like hang out with people that you don't know at parties. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I like those shoes. Nice. And then I just walk away. <laughs> yeah. You know, or something. This is something. Yeah, you can know. you can do that. I mean, and especially in LA, people qualify themselves a lot being like, why sh- here's why you should like me. They have all these like things that they want to tell you about themselves yeah. and and try to get you to like them. So if yeah. you don't do that, People assume, wow, you must be really awesome because you're not trying to convince anybody how cool you are. It's so true. Right? Um, <laughs> oh, I wanted to say something. We're going to open up to questions in just a moment. But, um, okay, so you know how, Jordan, you were saying that you try and teach people to become more confident because in their confidence, they can be much more um, awesome when it comes to attracting other people. Totally. So in a big step in my life was the exact opposite of that, of not trying to become more confident, but it just reminded me is, but instead to realize and and to have compassion for other people is that everybody is insecure. Mm -hmm. Everyone, even like the most badass person, um, around they're dealing with, I mean, they're just maybe more like they're better at building walls around themselves and acting confident, but everyone is insecure in their own way. And so for me, a lot of my getting over my own shit was just to realize that everyone's just as fucked as I am. Mm -hmm. And that made me really love people more and, and feel less insecure around them because I knew that they were dealing with the same shit, just a different package. So for me, like I just try and think, I just try and think of where they're at. So I I focus on other people and not like so much my shit, you know? And like that helps a lot. It does. And and especially if you think about it also, the, the, the people who are the most confident are the people who can admit that they're a little bit insecure a lot of the Mm -hmm. time. For example, if you meet, I, I hear I'll just be vulnerable. Why not? Right. In case in point, I met a girl and she was really, really attractive and I was a little bit nervous and, uh, I actually, stuttered a little bit and then i was like wow obviously i'm a little nervous you're really pure you're really pretty and it's making me a little throwing me off a little bit and she was just like whoa i can't believe you just said that it was totally true it was the case it wasn't like a scripted baloney line it was totally true and she knew it and then it was like oh okay well that's good because then that's on the table yeah you know and it's like i'm not trying to be like oh oh well your carpet is all making me trip (laughs) what kind of bullshit is this or like you know what i mean or like you're weird i didn't stutter (laughs) whatever you're going somewhere i like that a lot i I, yeah when i learned that it was okay to do that Mm -hmm. uh things started going a lot better for me as well just call it out right just be like and i'm nervous and that was the moment when i tripped there yeah i had a I had a really, man, my most recent, like the last long-term girlfriend I had, our first date, I liked her so much. It was crazy. Like, it was stupid. It was like 14-year-old girl type thing. I was Uh just like, like, I I was freaking out about it. And I literally, like, crashed my car mildly into a tree on the date. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, and just like, with the whole night, was like, uh, like, it was so weird. I hadn't felt like that since high school. I really right. hadn't. Not to say that I'm so, some sort of Lothario now. I'm always nervous on a date, but it was like, I can't deal with this. Yeah. So after, after like a few hours of hanging out, 
I was just like, hey, so uh, I've been acting pretty weird tonight, right? And she's like, no, not really. And I was like, come on. And she's like, well, you did crash the car. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was just like, well, I clearly uh, like you a lot, and uh, I couldn't hide it, so do what you will with that. I'll take you home now if you yeah. want. And she was like, no, I was really honest with you. We should go out again. Nice. It was awesome. Aww. And then we dated right. for a long time. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, because she wasn't just like what, if you'd left that in the box, she might have been like, "That guy's a little strange, <laughs> right?" Like he's got some jitters for no reason. But if you say, "Listen, the reason I'm jittery is because I'm really attracted to you," so do do with that what you will, right? Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, well, okay, that makes sense. You're allowed to be nervous on a date, and also he thinks I'm really cute, which is awesome." Which I am. Right. <laughs> right. That's what I think when people tell yeah. me that. Yeah. Yeah. No, just being able to state. Your intentions or state like what's happening inside you. It oh, I love it. Let's the baggage off. Like, yeah. ah, I'm not very good at this because I don't do this very often, or like whatever it is. Just saying it, it's like, oh, okay. So because often people will interpret what you're doing. Like some guys get so nervous that they almost act like they hate you. Like I had a, a partner who uh, we worked together, and I thought he hated me because in fact he was really nervous. But right. I was like, whoa, don't be around that guy. He hates me. Yeah. Like I feel bad about myself. Mean, but really, it was just. Meanwhile, I was crushing. He's sweating you, you like know, crazy. I, and I'm just like, I'm just like, know. I'm feeling like less awesome around the person because there was just this serious face. Yeah, because he's trying to hide all this emotion because yeah. it's going to make him not look cool. So yeah. instead he just looks like constipated and painful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Man, that really idea important. of looking cool, if we could just remove it from all of our brains <laughs> right? completely. Yeah. Hollywood would be, would a, much be a desert. Place. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's all I got. Yeah. We would all be out of a chair. <laughs> Seriously. Um, okay, well, I would love to take some questions from the audience if anybody has some stuff. Uh, let's get some great... I know a few of you have questions. I was just... I was telling him before the show, actually, uh, because, like I said, this type of, like, teaching people how to be confident around women, like, it, it scares me a little bit because I think of guys who were scary in high school who acted like creep, creeps. And the, I... There's this guy that I was hanging out with once who was this girl I was dating. It was her brother... She went to the bathroom, and he was just sort of, like, looking around this place we were at, just leering, you know? And I was like, what are you doing, man? And he goes, oh, no, no big deal. Just looking for some creatures to scheme on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shower time. Shower time. That's never hot. That's yeah. not hot. And so if you think that's hot and you need to be that, please just acknowledge that, that is not where you need to be. No one yeah. really. Here's the thing: is nobody really <laughs> thinks like that. They think that other guys will think they're cool if they talk and act like that. Yeah. There's. I've, I don't think I've ever met anybody. Which is true for some guys, right? Fr- like Fratty McFratterson and yeah. his friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've I've never met a douche who knew Fratty. that they were a douche. Like I go way I, back. A douche, like people who are douchey aren't that self-aware. So if you seem to be very self-aware, generally that means you're not a douche. So you're fine. It's fine. Um, anyway, uh, would anyone like to come up and ask a question? Yes, come on up. Um, first of all, thank you. That was that was awesome. Um, I wanted to know, uh, especially from a guy's point of view, what is the best way if if a girl is indeed not interested in you? Like, if some guy is hitting on me or says some line or is like, "Oh, here's the package of why you should like me" or oh, whatever, oh, no. subtle or blunt, like do. And, and I am just, I, I know inside that I'm not interested, but I am scared somehow. Like, I feel like I get more nervous trying to express in sure. a firm but polite manner and as least hurtful as I can that, you know, no, I, I, I don't necessarily want what you want. So how, how would you feel as a guy 
you know, what would be a, the ideal way to hear that news? Yeah, I mean, the guys are so scared of rejection that one of the best ways that you can do it is to let somebody down pretty easy. We're okay if you just lie to us. And I know that sounds really awful, but just yeah. the whole I have a boyfriend thing yeah. said in a way that is not like, I have a boyfriend. Like, not the whatever, get out of here way, but like, oh, that's sweet, but I have a boyfriend. That's fine. Even if it's not true, we just go, oh, well, then that was clearly an impossible move for me to get in there. Like, you can't do that. If the guy is still persistent, just turn around and ignore him. Because we can't really get mad at you for that. I mean, an irrational guy's going to get pissed off no matter what you do. So don't worry about them. We, you know, you can only control what you can control. The worst thing that a guy's going to feel, the thing that makes us mad and feel bad about ourselves is when you look like, why would you ever talk to me? That kind of attitude. What made you think that you could get me? That's what guys are really afraid of. We don't want to be put down uh, several pegs on the ladder. That's what makes us feel awful. So if you can avoid that just by not being blatantly disdainful of us when we try, because it does take a lot of guts to go up and talk to somebody. And so even if he's trying some weird schemey thing to, to do that, he's only doing it to protect his ego. He's not doing it necessarily because he thinks that you're stupid and that you're going to fall for it. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. Oh. Yeah. That's good. I was like going through things. I'm like, I hate lying. So I feel like if yeah. I weren't in a relationship, I would be like, I have PMS or, <laughs> or uh, something like that's, that. That's or, weird. Though, yeah, right? no. Or like, I'm. I feel weird right now, and I need to pee. So goodbye. <laughs> like, I yeah, don't know. I have to go to the bathroom. Is also a really good one. The <laughs> sure. problem is, then you might see a dude waiting Ooh. outside the bathroom for yeah. you, and that's like, dude, you didn't get the hint. Again, we're a little dense as guys a lot of the time. So if you're like, we're gonna go get a drink now. That, me, that to women is like, I'm done with this conversation most of the time, except in certain contexts. Guys might be like, cool, I'll be right here. Or they'll follow you to the bar. And then she's like, crap, that totally did not work. Yeah, I was actually having a discussion with my friend, uh, uh, a girl. Uh, right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know girls. Uh, and she, we were talking about creepiness. And she said... Um, that one of the ways that women will um, will try to tell a guy that or like try to deliver the message that they don't want to hang out with them anymore that the like the relationshipy stuff is over she said that if you text a girl and she doesn't respond for like 12 hours even if she responds positively then that's generally saying no nah, I don't want to hang out and she told me that and I was like uh well <laughs> that's not a good idea what if because, you have a terrible phone and you didn't get it well, for 12 hours sure but she was like, no, nah, I mean, if a guy asks me to hang out and I wait till the next day to write back and I say, like, sure, that would be fun. I don't know when. Then what I wanted to say was, I don't like you. Huh. Oh, if, she, if, she, if you asked her to hang out and she waited. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that makes a little bit of sense. I mean, you can't, again, you can't overly rely on just the timing of a text message mm-hmm. because sure. it's totally possible that she fell asleep and did not get the message until it's too late. So, again, if we read into that, then we're like, oh, she didn't want to hang out. Maybe in some cases, yeah. Like if your boss sends you an email with something you have to do and it's Friday night, then on Saturday afternoon you go, oh, cool, got it. I'll handle this right away. You don't do it on Friday night and you pretend like you didn't get the email. Right. So I get that, but it doesn't mean that this girl hates you and never wants to see you again. That's a little bit of uh, an overstep. I'm sure. flipping it, if, if somebody text is very prompt to you continuously, it probably means that they're into it. Absolutely. Right. So, so that's yeah. a good In the book there. that I'm giving away to the audience, it's all about texting and about how to turn like a phone number into a date, essentially, mm-hmm. just if you just have the number. Okay, cool. And so we have a few factors that are in there where you can tell that she's interested in you, and one of them is she responds quickly. 
Mm-hmm. And so there, there's a, there's like five factors, and taken in combination, you can kind of guess and gauge whether or not she's still interested in you or not. <sighs> Excellent. Giving away all your secrets. <laughs> Hmm. It's it's okay. It's you can do that. I, more, less secrets, the better, I think. Uh, next question. Oh, there's all these people lined up. How exciting! Nice. Uh, for online dating, uh, filling out a profile, you want to express that confidence that you've talked about. Sure. Um, what information would be good to put on there, and then sort of what's information that you don't want to put on there? Well, online dating is a whole separate issue for a lot of a lot of people in general. So the, one of the ways, the thing is, we're communicating feelings, right? So if you are a funny guy, your profile should be funny. Not like insert a bunch of jokes in your profile, but it should be entertaining. So your writing skill is going to have a lot to do with that. And I actually know people that write profiles professionally by interviewing the guy or the girl and putting in something that expresses that well. Because a lot of people just Whoa. aren't good writers, but they're f- like super cool people. Yeah. So online dating is really – if you're a good writer, you can knock it out of the park with online dating. So things you should put in your profile, anything that communicates your personality in a fun and entertaining way that's going to get somebody hooked and engaged. Uh, because if, I, if I'm looking online and I'm online dating for girls and I see that there's a girl who's like, I like skiing, running, anime, and this kind of music and that kind of music in these movies, I'm like, that, okay, sure, whatever. Unless I'm really into skiing or something, I'm not really going to care. But if she's like, yeah, I don't know what to put in these things. I feel like it's awkward. I have to describe myself in so many words. And then something makes me laugh. And then something makes me think, oh, this person likes animals or whatever. And, oh, they like to travel. But they didn't just write, I like to travel because everyone does. But they write, the sketchier the place, the better. And then on Friday nights, usually I'm either reading or I'm like, you know, blind drunk in an alley. Like, whatever. That would make me laugh. So I would, I would choose that person. But And so that that's definitely something you should look at a lot is what you put in the profile information-wise. In terms of your pictures, everybody has the same freaking profile pictures where you're like, bing, and you got your hand on your chin like a stupid headshot. Avoid that crap. It's totally devoid of emotional content. It's not what you really look like, and it's all staged. So like a lot of the pictures on my facebook or my regular profile just me doing stuff that i think is fun like i'm riding an ostrich in one of them and if a girl if that a girl's like fun. right it's super fun right? and the ostrich has a sock on its head because otherwise it goes ballistic and tries to kill you whoa <laughs> so, like if you can put pictures like that in your profile i never knew what it took to get girls <laughs> you had no idea now you're gonna be looking at for the ostrich farm seriously tomorrow. i'm gonna go get an animal put clothes on it yeah. ride it take a photo <laughs> <laughs> I mean Pussy city here I you heard it, You heard it here first Right <laughs> yeah, Exactly My online dating profile I'm riding a chicken yeah, yeah, It has fun. pants on uh, <laughs> I mean One example right No like, no no Other, I know, other vacation just... photos Or something Like something that's fun Like not you on the beach Where you're like Alright I'm on the beach But maybe <laughs> you're on a beach That has a minefield Or something You're like This is my trip to Angola then people are well, like, okay, not, not everyone cool. is as this ridiculously is photo, interesting as you, well, the, Jordan. The thing is, everybody has interesting stuff that they do. And, and one of the, we had a student who goes, well, my life's boring, so I don't have any interesting things to talk about or show to girls. And I said, what do you do? And he goes, I'm a truck driver. I said, where are you a truck driver? He said, Iraq. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, have you ever had any issues while driving the truck? And he's like, yeah, right before I came home, we got ambushed by insurgents and an RPG almost hit the truck. Said, what's in the truck? Fuel. 
So what would have happened if a grenade hit the truck? Oh, that would have been a problem. I said, what did you do? He goes, well, I turned up the volume on my iPod and I hit the gas and we hauled ass out of there. And I'm like, this is an awesome story. Right? Way cool. And the guy's like, yeah, all right. You know, because he's going, I'm a truck driver. Not I drive a fuel truck through the most dangerous part of the entire planet. Yeah, it's, it's right? find the interesting. Yeah, it's if, if you find yourself boring, well, it's it's like find if, yourself if, less yeah. boring. Like yeah. someone shot a missile at me. Yeah. Boring, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what am I going to talk about? So I got this new video game. Like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> Exciting, right? Tons of stuff to talk about. Information that should not go in your online dating profile. Just to hit the other side of the coin. Very important. The other question, or part of the question. A lot of people, when girls write this, I go, okay, I'm done. They write, like, no liars and no cheaters. And I'm like, baggage much? Like, obviously, (laughs) I don't need to deal with that. Because the second I'm like, oh, sorry, I got to work late. She's like, I know what you're cheating on me, you fucking bastard. Right? You don't want that. You don't want anything that's going to I want it. (laughs) (laughs) I pass those girls on to Dave Russ. We got an arrangement like that. And I have four-year relationships with them. Oh, come on. Ouch. <laughs> Even I am. Just speaking truths. <laughs> so you want to leave out anything that's like your, anything that's a blatant reflection of your own insecurities is, is bad. Like you don't want to say girls who care only about guys' money or how much hair they have can need not apply. Don't even worry about that crap. Mm-hmm. You're going to screen out girls who are gold diggers or superficial pretty much right away. And your pictures, if they're candid and honest, that's going to screen out most people who aren't going to be interested in you anyway. And please, God. Okay, so I I once oh, had man. a dating profile, and I'd get these, because especially a female on these sites, you get tons of these messages, and they'll just scan, and it just feel, that's what it feels like, is they'll scan and see something like, oh, you like sushi. And I'll be like, oh, you like sushi, I like sushi too. Cool, right? And it's oh, like wow. this... Doesn't feel like I feel like you did that to everyone. Like, this doesn't feel like you're really trying to connect with me. Like, okay, great. And I know that it's hard, but I I really enjoyed when people would write stuff like, so this one time at sushi, you know, or just w- tried to get a little bit more entertaining about it. Sure, because you have to screen through a bunch of crap. That's why when you write a woman for online dating, it, you, you have to knock it out of the park because you're in a massive inbox if you want to see what women here's a tip for you if you want to see what you're dealing with what you're competing with when the online dating start an account and get a female friend to give you some pictures or just jack that crap off the internet start a profile as a girl and look at the inbox you don't have to do anything but read the inbox for two weeks and you'll be like wow this is ridiculous if you do that you will siphon through so much baloney and you'll know how to stand out so true it's really true Man, I'm going to do that for sure. Just, you talk about comedy material, dude. Yeah, you'll have absolutely. An inbox. Every day you'll come just, home and be like, really? I'll just I, give you my username and password to an old account. Oh, man. There you go. That would be there. awesome. There's, I've never done cool. online dating, but I do have an account on uh, potpartner.com. Potpartner. What's that? It's for uh, finding 420 singles in the Los Angeles area. <laughs> Are you serious? It's so I exists. saw the ad for it. It made me laugh. That yeah, exists. I just put up a picture of Dylan McDermott and picked the name Herbman420. <laughs> I got so many, so that many messages. Taken? Yeah, right. How is that not taken? I don't know. I guess, <laughs> Everybody's too stoned no. to fill out their full username. Yeah, they're not too smart. <laughs> You're just like I'm on Pop Partner. My name's Steve, girl. <laughs> why don't we? Why don't we take another question? <laughs> so I get told a lot, you know. Oh, you're such a nice guy. And then I hear from women that I'm really looking for a nice guy, and it's like mm. bullshit. Right. <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, that, that, I totally understand where you're coming from with it. Was that the whole question? I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I just, is it true? Are they not really looking for that? Is that just something that girls say? You know, and what do guys like me do about it? Right. No, I, I totally get where you're coming from. You're in the friend zone terminally, and it sucks, right? And uh, did you have something to say? I feel yeah, like I don't interrupt you. You're like whispering behind me. <laughs> I, when he said that, uh, this lovely lady in the front row uh, shook her head and like, no, that's not what they want. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thank you for your honesty, right? That, <laughs> yeah. That goes back to what I mentioned earlier where people are really bad at saying what they actually respond to. Like women will tell you so many things that they think they should want at the time that they say it. And then the, what they actually respond to is totally different. Men are the same. So I'm not just singling out females, but in your case, my friend, what you're ending up—the reason you're ending up in the friend zone—is because you are probably a really nice guy. You look nice. You smile. You seem like a nice guy. The problem is, women are looking for somebody who's going to deliver a little excitement, right? And so you're saying, why? You say you're looking for a nice guy, and you're always dating these jack-off jerks. Why? The reason that women, a lot of women, date guys who are total D-bags is because he's flipping at least some of the switches that are saying, okay, this guy's at least interesting. So what we would try to work with you on, for example, is showcasing what is interesting to females, but also staying nice. You don't have to be a dick to get women. That's just, it's an easy way to get some women who don't have self-respect. She or shook her head again. Kind of slide in there, <laughs> right? But you, you, know, you can still be a nice, totally good guy. And, st- and still flip the right switches and generate that attraction that's going to keep women interested in you romantically. Because the thing is, you're probably a little bit of a people pleaser. You want to do things for her so that, you know, because it makes you feel good and you know it makes her feel good. And that's great, but it's predictable ultimately. And that's one of the reasons why you're a really good friend who's really reliable, who hears about all the problems she's having with the boyfriend that you hate. Exactly. Yeah, it's, Can it's I, like... Oh, oh sorry. Whoa, do you want to... Whoa. Go for um, it. It's like... Just because you're a nice person doesn't mean like don't be boring. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, because like nice, and if you just think like I am a nice person, period, that means that there's nothing more about you that's exciting. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of things exciting, um, things that you like to do, or like crazy dates, or I just like try and be a little bit like like that whole like turning your shoulder and walking away thing. Like that's just a little bit of danger and it's just mixing it in there. It's it's making it more interesting than just like I'm really nice and safe. That's that's creating that's um you are tingling the um parasympathetic nervous response of just like like warm and safe and, and cuddly. But then there's also the like fight or flight, like the arousal, like oh, oh, oh. and you're doing so much of the safe shit and not enough of like the tingly, exciting stuff. And you need to do more of both to create a more even um, even more ground. Chem- it's the chemistry stuff that people can't really explain. The attraction that's not there or yeah. that gets stifled out when you become predictable. That has been the majority of my life. Uh, and it stopped a, a few years ago. I feel like because I, I don't know, the the recommendation I would also give is to, um, you know, when you're not getting laid a lot or not dating a lot of girls, uh, or at least I, when that was the case for me, I, I guess it still is, but I'm not going to, (laughs) anyway. When I didn't feel very confident with women, I would fixate on women because it was much more rare for me to meet a girl who seemed interested in me, you know? And I think one another way to ease that tension is to to know that not everyone's going to like you. You know what I mean? And to not let it affect you as much. So, like, if you meet a girl and she says she wants a nice guy and she doesn't, then fuck it. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. 
Um, yeah, it's super hot when you don't fucking care. Yeah, it's well, really that's the hot. other thing. It's kind of hot. Because there are so many people, you know? Uh, you're going to meet more people. And, and the person, quite honestly, in my mind, the person that is going to keep you around as a friend who knows that you like them and keeps talking about their boyfriend is not someone you want to be around anyway. Yeah, well, they, they probably kind of know. Yeah. But at the same time, maybe they don't really realize that it actually hurts your feelings. Right. You know, and... and uh, <laughs> Way to be really understanding. <laughs> He doesn't buy that. <laughs> Did not buy that last one. Um, but a lot. Of, I also realize a lot of this is easier said than done. Like, hey, man, just don't care. And you're like, right, okay, but I totally care. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah, that's I totally asking a lot. That. Yeah, but, I know, also- I, but it's super good advice. Like, that is solid. The problem is doing it. Right. It's like saying, stand up straight all the time and never waver. It's like, okay, all right, how do, how do I do that? Or like, never eat anything that's bad for you. Totally get that. I'm going to do that from now on. Oh, wait a minute. I want a burrito. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the, when it comes to not, not caring, it's, it, it's hard to just say that and like expect people to do it. But it's, it's that, that little voice in your head who's like, I want to do stuff so that everybody else likes me. Like, I want to definitely be. And the minute you kind of just relax and kind of be like, you know what? Let me just be my, just let me just be cool and kind of do my own thing tonight. Like, you know, when you have those nights where you're like, I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm not even going to try tonight. And that's often when things happen for you is because there's not that extra layer of like need that's kind of people are picking up on. It's just you're just being, just kind of going into yourself a little bit. And that draws people in. Like, they kind of want to come forward and kind of come toward you more because you're not doing so much work to kind of come toward them. It's, it's, it's yeah. nice. We call that riding dirty because. <laughs> Whoa. Because. Oh. Because w- the way I found it out was way back before we started teaching any of this stuff professionally, I had moved out of where I was moving. Like, I was moving out of an apartment. I stopped by my co-host AJ's place, and we were, like, smoking hookah, and I had, like, holes in my armpits, and I smelled like B.O. from moving, and we ordered, like, nasty, like, Chinese garlicky food, and, like, the whole Sounds place. great. The whole place smelled to high heavens. I reeked, like, just everything all mished into one, and then at 9 o'clock, he's like, let's go to the bar. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, I need a shower and a change. And he's like, I just called the cab. We're going. So we, I left. Then I went there, and I'm like, I can't even talk to any girls because I'm disgusting right now. So I just walked into our bar, and these girls said something. And I turned around. I was like, ah, oh, you guys are being smartasses, just joking around, right? And then I ended up dating one of those girls for like four months because huh. I didn't even care. I was just so gross. There's, I was like, there's no way any of this is going to work out. Yeah, I mean, I like – when when I started having a lot less girl problems is when I started comedy because – I, when I started comedy, there are women everywhere. There are a lot of female comics, you know? They like to laugh. Um, well, oh, oh, and they that's like not to what I funny. meant. Oh. Uh, uh, when I, but thank you um, <laughs> for the vote of confidence. Yeah, I, uh, I sort of made a decision uh, about a month in. Like, you know what? None of these girls are accessible to me. I, all these girls have to be friends because I'm not just going to go around the comedy scene. Like, Tearing through it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I made the decision... That I wasn't, that wasn't going to be a part of comedy for me. Mm-hmm. And then, but I was also performing every night at open mics or shows. Mm-hmm. So they were the only women that I would see. So I was basically asexual for a long period of time where I just, it got to a point where it wasn't even in my brain. And then that slowly ended, but like I, I got to a point where I didn't care at all because I had no way to have sex or to think about it. I was so obsessed with comedy and I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to go out with comedians. So it just wasn't part of my life. So I, st- I did stop caring, 
and then I don't know, out of nowhere, like women started being interested. Right, in non neediness, right? And, yeah. and that's why they say when it rains, it pours. Because when you have a girlfriend, oh, all these girls that like you pop out of the woodwork. Yeah, because you're not trying to bang them all the time. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. It's so you don't seem like you're not all, hey, Angela, how are you? You're like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm hanging out with my girlfriend. What's up, Angela? And she's like, wow. Dave got so cool lately. Like he's so like so chill and laid back. I like it, right? And then you're like, you break it's up true. with your girlfriend, and then you're like, hey, <laughs> so uh, still think I'm cool and laid back because I'm totally horny right now, right? And that doesn't work. And then she dies inside and runs away. Exactly. Yeah. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the questions. Um, I have one more that was emailed to me that I just want to deal with um, briefly, but it's from a female. That I just, it was like getting an email from myself. So she says, I'm a very, very late bloomer, a female mid-twenties virgin. I am not religious. I just have a really hard time finding connection with men. No game at all with the fellows. No one ever taught me how to flirt. I can talk about Hemingway's novels and be interesting, but the minute a dude mentions wanting to stick it in me, my soul shrivels up. I don't like being objectified, so that might be the problem, and I am not sure if that is a common viewpoint for most older virgins, or I am truly the last one. Ooh. Wow, where is she where people are mentioning Damn. it to her? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, right? Like, When's the last time you're like, so Hemingway is so awesome, let's... Uh, can I stick it in you? Can I stick it in okay. you? So this is... This is an- <laughs> can I put my genitals on you? <laughs> give, give me your hand real quick. Hey, wait, don't blink. (laughs) (laughs) But this brings up another thing is that when sexual energy is introduced into the the interaction, that the person shrivels up and they can be male, they can be female. But the minute someone does express some interest, they're like, oh, God, this is right. And I definitely, when somebody's all like, hey, I'm like, oh, God, you know, this is a weird moment for me. And it's like, how do you handle when sex energy is thrown at you and how to handle it, especially for guys that you work with that are not that secure in themselves how do do you talk to them about how not to crumble under that yeah sure i mean it that's something unfortunately that just comes through practice i mean guys have to get used to being in sexual situations and then they stop panicking but i i'm totally agree with that like i'm i'm very similar i was a little bit of a late bloomer myself and then you know even then it's like meeting a girl and like trying to make things sexual is the scariest thing in the world because you face rejection at every single level and that that's even worse when they're kind of like almost there and they're like whoa i'm not going there with you and you just it's even worse it's mm-hmm. never gonna ha- it never happens but it, the fear of that happening is terrible so i totally understand where she's coming from with that the problem is a lot of the it seems like and it's hard to read just from that email but it seems like a lot of the guys are maybe pretending to like her or pretending to be interested in what she's saying and doing and then going, so let's have sex. That's what I'm getting from the email. Right. Or that's how it occurs to her, which means these guys are making a mistake. She says, oh, no game at all with the fellas. But obviously the fellas she's talking to have no game themselves. She also, she might be talking about inner relationship. Because there I would see it not being so creepy. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're oh, dating for a while. Oh, she's never had a relationship. Oh, is, did she write that? Okay. Yeah, she's... Uh... Way to leave out all the pertinent details. Sorry, <laughs> she's... Um... <laughs> I know she's a little bit on the heavier side, and uh, she just says that this is a major skill in human interaction that I'm missing out. Like, just the flirting, like, putting it out there. But it, she said, like, she doesn't know how to flirt. She's never taught to flirt. But then, obviously, people are coming on to her, but she, it's mainly just she doesn't see herself as a sexual person. So a lot yeah. of people go into that safe asexual space where they're just trying to, like, save themselves from being in awkward moments. Um, she also, like you were talking about before, like, might, by acting nervous be making the guys think like oh this isn't gonna happen you know what i mean right she needs um, to be more empowered in herself and like be able to handle her shit a little bit right or maybe 
be honest. I mean, I'm not a woman, but maybe tell the guys, like, look, uh, this type of thing makes me a little nervous. I mean, would that be good advice, do you think? I think so. I, I really like, especially when you feel that, just it, like my friend Reed, who I want to have on the show at some point, um, he says embrace the awkward, is just being able to say, like, at this moment... I feel a lot of sex energy, and I, well, this is what I would say, but people are not me, but I just feel like I feel really weird right now um, because I'm nervous, but this seems enticing, but I'm not sure. I don't know what I want right now, but this is interesting. You know, like, just, like, say whatever is fe- she's feeling. Like, I feel like she should yeah. just say it. It's also possible that a lot of the guys she's talking to are just thinking, wow, this girl's going to be an easy target because she's overweight, so I might as well just go for it. So you really think that the guys are just sort of taking advantage of it? It sounds like it. Yeah. At first glance, it totally sounds like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If guys are bringing up sex and hitting on her, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty. That's skeezy. so gross to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to email her a couple times yeah. and like, kind of figure out the situation. Yeah, it does. I mean, when I get emails, it almost never includes the pertinent details. People ask you what they think is a simple question, and it's never yeah a simple question. The guys are like, "I did this, 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 and this, and then something went wrong," and it's like. Whatever went wrong happened before all of these events occurred mm-hmm. in the email. Like, it happened when she met you, not something that happened at this party that you saw her at after you've known her for three years. That's a lot of what coaching is, is just digging through mm-hmm. all that stuff and getting yeah. to the real stuff underneath. And you're like, oh, this is what we're dealing with. Okay. Because, yeah. like, my phone calls with students are, like, an hour long mm-hmm. because I, they can't go, so this girl sort of winked at me and smiled, is she inter- and she interested me. It's like, okay, no context whatsoever. I have no idea what you're t- even talking about right now. And then, it, like, 20 minutes later, they're like, so my childhood, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, now I get it. Okay, yeah. this girl's not, you know. Yeah. I can put that together, but I need the background, and that's that little one-pager is not going to do it. Um, we're running out of time, Boo. so I want no. to... Oh, this is the part where we sort of wrap up the show and stuff, and oh my god. Um, I'm having so much fun, This though. is so interesting. I'm so glad we brought like relationship stuff and sure. flirting stuff into the mix, because, I mean, there's so much more besides just... It's just accessing sex is so important, and it's so hard. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> just access... It's just, I get these like comments like, your podcast is great if I had access to someone who where I could do these things to. I'm like, access. Ah. It um, seems so inhuman. Dave to the Ross I wish I had now. access to a vagina. Because <laughs> that's just nerd speak. I don't know. That's just No, no, no. High. Totally. It's, I like when I interface with you. Shall we interface yeah. more over coffee? It sounds like you have to slide a card. <laughs> Insert penis. Um, but I, I, I wanted to say before we, uh, we wrapped up is another thing, like I always said, don't, you know, blink every once in a while. Another really important thing that I find that people don't do enough, especially when they're expressing interest, is they don't um, look down or look away. Or when they're talking, give the other person a chance to look at them. They're so busy and intent on soaking you in and kind of being in their head and soaking you in and looking at you and, and, and looking at you that... It's really intense, but also when they look away, you get a chance to en- enjoy their facial expressions and, what, and listen to them and kind of have a moment looking at them. So let somebody look at you it's by looking away. Don't constantly look at them. Like, give them a chance to, to be the one in a safe space looking at you, you know, because it's like a give and take. So, so you don't get to stare at them all the time. Don't do that. You know, I sound like such a douchebag. Like That's when valid. someone's staring, it's eh, it's being a female in this culture. It's kind of yeah, you kind of die inside a lot. You know. Anyway, uh, sounds tough. <laughs> well, yeah, it sounds bad. <laughs> Sorry. Don't die inside. Well, 
that's, that's, well, I won't. I'm still alive. It's fine. Anyway, that was a great way to end. Um, <laughs> and I die inside. Good night. <laughs> Happy Friday. It's, it's like the die universal inside. awkward we all deal with. And then you know, just you notice these little things about body language and how, how some things would be helpful in, in circumstance. You guys sure. are staring at me like totally judging me right now. No, I'm just trying no. to not blink. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, well, that was our show. Tonight, I want to thank all the interns and Mo and Zach and Emily and Katie and all the wonderful people here at NerdMeld who put on Seriously. a great show, set up everything. There's a beautiful art space here. Like, come on down if you're in the L.A. area. Um, thank you to Nerdist for presenting this on the site. Yeah, this is like my favorite place to see comedy. Yeah. Besides um, my show. Besides, yes. <laughs> yes, I do enjoy your show very much. And tell, tell the people where the, uh, they can find you, Dave. Oh, uh, my website is uh, DaveToTheRoss.com, uh, T-O-T-H-E, not the number two. Uh, and all my stuff is on there, but also my show, Holy Fuck, you can find out about it at HolyFuckComedy.com. And I'm in a sketch group called Women. That website's WomenComedy.com. Oh, you yeah. started doing videos just now. You started a solo comedy oh, thing. And there are two videos, right? Because I saw both of them and they actually made me laugh. Oh, that's Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes you're not oh. sure. You click you on something. You should review comedy more often. <laughs> <laughs> you click this on something actually... and you're scared. You're like, oh, I hope I laugh. This is my friend. And then you're like, like laughing a lot. And you're like, oh, I'm like, oh, okay. Good. So like, no, I was relieved. Oh, I was thank like, you. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, so. the goal is to make a video blog where I don't talk at all. Oh, yeah. that was good. No, Thank I you. it. Thank you. Do more. That's good. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Jordan, where can people find you? Uh, I am at theartofcharm.com. Uh, that's the general company website. You can always email me, jordan, at theartofcharm.com. That's totally fine. And uh, the free show for dudes, just to want to listen in on like 12 hours of me talking nonstop about this with my co-hosts and coaches at The Art of Charm is at ajandjordantalkchicks.com. That's ajandjordantalkchicks.com. And it's Sweet. really simple. It's not just about chicks, though. It's about body language, vocal tonality, eye contact, everything from approaching, banter, flirting, all that. But it's audio only, so it's pretty basic and fundamental. But there's so much stuff there that can change the way you interact with everyone. It's free. Yeah, it's the first 10 episodes are like a toolbox, yeah, right? Like, yeah, just the basics. It's like an updated version of the toolbox, which is like banter, body language, approaching, confidence, all that stuff. Hmm. Excellent. Wrapped into a neat little package. Okay. Well, and that's... Oh, yeah, me. I'm Sandra Doherty, Sex Nerd Sandra. You can Google me. I coach. I work, do workshops, and I do all kinds of stuff. But um, you just enjoy the podcast, you at home. It's fine. Or at work. I, lots of people are hurting themselves at the gym listening to this podcast, so please be careful. Um, but, uh, yeah, have a great time. Thank you very much. Good night. Thank you. Have a good night. Now leaving Nerdist.com.